Welcome, welcome. This week, Diceratops presents Born to Frun, part 9. Here's the situation. Frun has done a quantum leap. He's 20 years in the past in the body of his dad. His friend Ford at his side. They are facing a dragon. In the present, Randy Dwarf and Halleck Tide are on Titan Hill. They are facing the same dragon. It's a double dragon fight in two time zones. I'm Morgan Davy, the Dungeon Master. Let's get into it and dungeon some dragons. Welcome back to Diceratops Presents. And I am joined today by... I'm going to get it right this time. <laughs> um, let's let's start at clear. the bottom of the screen that I'm looking at, which is uh, Stephen Youngblood playing Randy the Hill Dwarf. Hello, Stephen. Hello, everybody. Hey, and next to you on my screen is Jared Baker, who plays Fran Grothel. Hey, Jared. Hello. And then I leap over myself and I get to Wiramutuhiwai playing Ford the Ranger. Ahoy there. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, it's Brendan Bennett's playing Halleck Tide. Yes, here I am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Morgan Davy, the Dungeon Master, and we are here playing episode nine i think of born to frun where there are dragons and quantum leaps and various things and i, I think we're kind of beyond the point of a pithy summary now you might need to <laughs> listen to a prior episode or just jump there'll in be, and hope for the best there'll be cliff notes somewhere someone's somewhere done, a, done a fan we do have a dungeon and a dragon in this last episode <laughs> <laughs> so let's begin in the uh the present moment so to speak with halic tide and randy the hill dwarf where we left you was on a hillside looking across at the carnage that was being wreaked upon the trees and the rocks by this uh dragon who was apparently in some kind of pain this gray dragon and uh as i recall a very charred and uh still smoking randy dwarf yelled out to get the dragon's attention yeah. one of randy's wisest moves so this dragon is a it's like a hillside away um but it's a great big dragon so it's very visible that it has stopped and turned towards you and is uh beginning to move in your direction so let us join halic tide and randy the hill dwarf on the hillside as the dragon begins to approach what do you do or say yes it's on its way look my plan worked we get to finish this dragon today halic <laughs> uh, what a relief that you have a plan i thought you just <laughs> summoned a dragon over towards us oh no i i did that's exactly what i did yeah no plan but it's working the dragon's enormous tail swipes another tree down as it closes and uh, it spreads its wings and flies across the gap between um, one one edge of the hill to the next to land very close to you. Can and I yes. view, look at the dragon and try mm -hmm. and see what is ailing it? You cannot see any obvious source of, of injury except for the injuries that you and Randy have dealt to it in your um, combat with it earlier. Well, that um, explains it. It's still in pain from that, but that is, that's not the source of the kind of convulsions that you saw as the dragon gets close. You see solidifying in the air above its head are a pair of eyes. They're not the dragon's eyes. They're kind of hovering above the dragon's head between its horn. And its neck reaches up above the tree line and looks down at you. It's a fair distance away, but it speaks loud enough for you to hear. Only its jaws don't move when it speaks. This voice comes from the head of the dragon and the voice says, you there, I'm looking for a, for a staff. It's long and it's got a circly bit on the end of it. 
my dragon will probably just eat you if you can't help me find it. So um, why don't you hand it over if you've got it and we can all go on our merry way, hmm? Well, actually, we we did find it. I did have it. I Are you by any chance the anonymous sponsor who hired me to recover it? Ooh, the eyes narrow. As you um, the dragon gets a bit closer, you observe the eyes more closely. They're divided down the middle. On one side, there's the pale skin and kind of almond-shaped eye of an elf. And the other half of the face is deep red and a shot through with black, some foul creature from below. Oh, yes. You were Halleck Tide, is that correct? Yes, that's me. Well, it's good that I've met you. I wouldn't have wanted to burn you to a crisp if you were carrying my staff. Why don't you hand it over? Yes, I can do that. Hang on, hold, hold on, hold on. Let's record the moment. Perseus! Perseus, take this down. Uh, I was riding astride the dragon I had tamed and landed on the hill. And uh, we, we immediately saw, that's it, we immediately saw uh, two adventurers, I suppose. Yes, two adventurers who um, knelt before me and uh, offered up in tribute the, the staff that I was rightfully due. Yes. Have you got all that? Good, good, good. So carry on, uh, Mr. Halleck-Tide. Let's, let's have it. Well, oh, no, we don't have it anymore. It's, um, what does it do? Because it's gone. Like, our friend had it. My, my friend, uh, he, was, he was a half-orc. Kind of like you, like a half-elf, but he was a half-orc. Um, but you couldn't really tell that he was, like, one half um, orc and the other half. Okay, be quiet, but, dwarf. Be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Um. Just er- erase the second adventure. Just say there was one. We don't need to worry about the dwarf one. Uh, it's Randy. R A. Um, oh, quiet. You uh, you M- did quite a bit of damage to my dragon earlier on. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> well, I'm no sure hard feelings. She, I'm sure she wouldn't be very pleased with that, and she would probably want to burn you up or eat you. So yes, I well, will keep your mouth shut. There's a, couple, there's a couple of issues that need to be addressed here, if you don't mind. <laughs> the dragon kind of convulses in pain and um, rubble spills down the hillside near it where its claws grab. It's obviously just, just an agony dealing with this position and control. Is there a visible sign of its position? Like is the, it's like a collar or something like that? Yeah, no, right. no, nothing, nothing that you can see at the moment. Although, give me a perception roll now that you have a sense of what is going on. Sure thing. Oh, uh, 15 plus 5, 20. 20, okay, you hit 20. Yeah, there's, there's something. What is it? What do you notice? Oh, okay. Um, yep. a, little, um, a little, like, circlet around its horn. Mm, nice. Yep. Meanwhile, Randy um, pulls out a kitten and just starts sort of stroking it and going, look at this kitten, like, pointing it at the dragon, just trying to sort of, like, distract it with cuteness. Because no, we all know the dragon's greatest weakness is, uh, is a cute is a cute overload this is one of those like real like fluffy tabby kittens with like a big puffy face and it's like it's a really young kitten so it's got an oversized head and um it's just like really going for for peak um impact here the dragon Uh, coughs a a little burst of flame that surrounds its head and it shakes and the eyes kind of vibrate above it all right Uh, i suggest you hurry up and explain yourself of course of course now First of all, I find it professionally a little insulting that you hired me to do a task and then tried to do it yourself. That is poor management. 
Second of all, you are fifth in line if you want to get at this dwarf. <laughs> and as I say that, I pat Randy on the shoulder mm-hmm. and I whisper to him, remember the catapult plan? And as I pat him on the shoulder, I'm going to cast jump on him. <laughs> and um, kind and of he puts look- the kitten down. <laughs> Just sits and- up, You're free now. And looks up at the the kind of the control uh, circlet. And finally, you promised me very specifically royal jelly in exchange for the wand. And I don't see any sign of that. Royal jelly? Of course I've got the royal jelly. Look, I didn't know that you were going to succeed in finding this stuff. Everyone else I've sent to this bloody hill's been eaten by owlbears. That blasted woman has hidden it very carefully. And I have, I, uh, it must be here somewhere. There's a hole in the ground somewhere and she's got her staff in it probably right now. And she's, uh, oh, he doesn't know about the tree, the staff tree. There's a big tree on the side of the hill. It's like shaped like a giant staff. And then you just have to go there and like climb it and then like sing three times for the staff and then the staff will come to you. Everybody knows this. Give yes, come a, come closer. Give me a give me a deception roll, Randy, and take advantage on it because the um, the owner of these eyes is very keen to believe you. Uh, that is an eighteen. An eighteen. The dragon's um, kind of shivers, and the eyes above the dragon narrow again. Are you saying you know the entrance to the hidden chamber, and its head begins snaking closer? I I thought everybody. Every good adventurer did. I mean, you're riding a dragon. You must, you must know about the entrance to the secret chamber. I mean, we found it, and we're but we don't even have a dragon. Perseus, take note. I sensed something using my fantastic instincts that there was a special tree, a tree like a you call it a staff tree. Yes, yes, it's yes, shaped like a giant, a giant staff tree, and I um. I sensed that I had to sing to it or just watch what I do and then and then say that I knew so I, to do it. And I, and right? I point sort of just, just to his, just yep. beyond him. Just okay. like any sort of... Just... Yeah, the dragon's, the dragon's head instantly turns to follow where yeah. you are. And then I jump. <laughs> <laughs> Make an athletics check for me, which oh, is strength-based. Um, what does is, what is the jump magic do, Brendan? Jump magic jump. It, um, just the creature's <laughs> jump distance is tripled. Right. Uh, so it's a 16 for I jump. You leap into the air. The dragon, out of the corner of its eye, it sees you coming. Does it see you in time? I'm going to give it a perception check, and let's find out. And it rolls a three. It does not see you in time. You, um, The dragon begins to turn back, um, and you see as you get closer, you see its eyes are... Um, its uh, eyes are kind of full and uh, liquid and um, just r- rippling with, with pain and tears as it sees you. And in fact, you almost feel like the dragon is leaning into you to let you land on its head while the eyes above are getting suddenly big to see this Randy getting bigger and bigger and bigger and landing on the dragon's snout. Is that what you're aiming for? Yeah, but back? I also have my axe. So I want to like take right. it down onto the, onto the circlet mm-hmm. thing that yep. um, is controlling the dragon. Okay. So I'm so trying to take that out. What we're going to do is an initiative roll. Um, That's a 20. Position in the vicinity of the dragon's face. The dragon, uh, what, do you, what do you get, dragon? The dragon gets a 19. All right, do it. Make an attack roll. That is a 17. 
17 fantastic um you strike on the circlet there's rules for damaging objects but maybe we'll just do it as a strength roll give me a nice strength roll there randy 11 okay you strike the circlet and there is a spark comes off it but it does not shatter you get a second mm. attack is that right i do have a second attack okay, um, this it. time randy has a moment of genius and pulls mm. out his his rock carving hammer um and attacks the circlet with that using his um hill dwarf senses about sort of you know working out where best to strike something all right um and that <laughs> what's my bonus on a on the hammer because i rolled a five um, well, I, I actually think it will be an advantage situation because it's charged with some kind of magic. I there think we we're going to give you advantage on um, striking this kind of thing. The, the, the hammer might do something else as uh, I'm inviting Brendan to contribute any additional <laughs> comments that you might like to make as this, this goes down. This is the magical hammer you found down in um, Imogen's secret hidey hole. Lair. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I get advantage. Uh, yep. Second roll is uh, 13. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, uh, 17. So it's enough to strike that circlet powerfully and truly. What happens? What, Halleck? Uh, uh, <laughs> when, the, when the hammer strikes the circlet, yep. it kind of um, rolls up like a snap bracelet, <laughs> <laughs> then um, pops up and snaps onto Randy's wrist. <laughs> Randy also... Randy also um, <laughs> Takes us uh, an action surge. Oh yes, okay. So he's going to use, <laughs> use that, and I'm, he's going to take another two attacks. Um, but this time, he's going to um, grey tax the half elf. Uh, okay, well, the half elf is just kind of floating eyes at the moment. So you're going to try and try and swipe, swipe at that? the eyes. Yeah. Yep. What's a net twenty? The great axe swipes right through these eyes. They're, they're illusory. They're floating there. Um, but with a nat 20, as it comes in at the eyes, you see the um, owner of the eyes kind of flinch backwards, and then um, they say, oh, ow, oh, gosh, I fell off my throne. Ah, ah. Yes. Uh, Perseus, stop looking at me. Help me up. Help me up. And then um, it gets the eyes, a second. The eyes are looking around. Yeah. <laughs> he gets a second, second attack. Okay. But this time he's sort of, because he's got a great axe, and he thinks, like, well, it went last time and uses the little hammer. Hmm. Um, and uh, it's time for a 15. Yeah, um, I'm going into Brendan. Is there any, any additional effect of the hammer in this case? I'm trying the little hammer through the eyes. That might just be a narrative attack. Illusory eyes. Randy doesn't really understand magic. Okay, so we briefly see from through the, the point of view of this elf who's been tormenting us, and uh, he sees kind of a holographic hammer appear to him like in a 3D movie, swinging past him, uh, causing him to, to roll over backwards even further uh, off the pedestal yeah. that the throne was on. Perfect. Nice. Um, the uh, magical energy that had accumulated in the hammer from the, the uh, dimensional globe that you'd used before kind of surges through the connection of the illusory eyes. And as it expands, you get a good look at this figure kind of disgracing himself, scrambling for, for balance and standing up one half elf or half elf perhaps and one half kind of demonic balrog figure complete with bat wing and red skin and um pretty much divided straight up and down the middle dusting itself off and reeling from this it looks through the um the illusion right out at you what was his name and um there's this gap while he waits for perseus to answer and then he says randy 
all right, Randy, I am going to, and then the connection goes, the illusion dies and he is, he's gone. And the dragon that you're standing on is just falling and shrinking and falling to the ground, falling and shrinking. And suddenly you're falling too, Randy, you're falling too. So that's been a pretty long single turn and around, but I guess it's <laughs> Halleck's turn in the initiative order now. Ah, then Halleck is going to try and like catch Randy in his yeah. arms. <laughs> I love it. Yes. All right. Catch that's, me in my play armor. That is definitely an <laughs> athletics-based role. Let's have it. I'm coming, Halleck. Catch me. Um, hey, 17. 17. Like, like Andre the Giant at the end of The Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, okay, you catch a falling Randy. I make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just came true. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, let us, let us cut away from you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't have any particular notes about how that would go, but it was not like that. Um, meanwhile, that uh, that dragon, that same dragon, uh, but with rather a different aspect to it, is uh, bringing its blue face closer to Ford. And burning in its eyes is what looks like to Ford the fires of hell itself or one of the hells one of those places where the devils reside uh, are we still going down ford was at the top steps where it was just beginning to descend and looked back and saw the dragon approaching so you're up above the ground from like your shoulders the rest of you is down below hunk fran fran you have reached the bottom of the steps and you are entering imogen's chamber and it looks kind of like um, the chamber that you've seen before, although there's uh, a whole bunch of additional instruments that you haven't seen, kind of very delicate looking uh, wind sculptures almost. And they're all gently twisting through. You can't feel any wind, but they're all gently twisting as though there is some kind of wind moving through this chamber. And as you step forward, this iron snake slithers forward. It says, Ranger Grothild. You have never entered the physical means before. You have always come through the portal way. What brings you here? The mistress is not here. Hello, Ranger Grothhild. Hi. Um, funny story. Um, being chased by a dragon currently, I think, uh, from the noises outside. Uh, <laughs> any, any tips? <laughs> um, I think the snake is uh, before I before I decide what the snake's going to do because I don't know. Uh, Ford, you are closer to this to the big dragon. What are what are you doing as you see this dragon slowly, almost like casually easing closer and closer to you? No, you um, so I, when I when I feel the heat mm-hmm. um, from the eyes, there's no fear whatsoever. But he knows that what he's looking at is not not right. He doesn't know what it is, but what he knows he's not scared. But in saying that, he knows that if he stays here, this is probably not a good idea to spark up a conversation with a dragon that he may not have uh, means to communicate with. So despite what he's feeling right now, he just carries on going down the ladder <laughs> as, the, as the dragon, just yeah. like the grin's just getting bigger and bigger. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll wait for you. You can yeah. go in the hole, but this ain't over, that kind, that kind of yeah. Uh, Fran, you you hear Ford um, land behind you, and you just have this absolute knowledge that the dragon is coming. You can feel you can feel from here the the heat of its um, fire filling the space behind you, and the light moves as its head blocks out the light from the entrance as it begins to snake down to follow forward slowly. Its enormous toothy grin. The um, 
snake uh, retreats back a dragon. No, the mistress, the mistress keeps this place safe. The defense is secrecy. Secrecy is the defense. What have you done, Ranger Grothild? Can we close the door? Will we, well, only a bit of the dragons in here, so we could probably just close the door, right? How do you close it? Is there a lever? I'll start looking around. <laughs> the dragon speaks from behind you. There is a magic word. I know the magic word. Do you remember it? Is it, is it, is it please? (laughs) The dragon laughs. (laughs) Little jets of fire lick around its face. It's blue scales. There's kind of this gray cast to it. You can see it more and more as it gets closer, but the gray is not spread everywhere. It is an old name. It is a word from the other worlds, the worlds of shadow and dream. We have conquered all of them. The seven devils will control this realm too. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. Soon they will come. Right. Um, so I guess, I guess what the first thing, you're not, not a regular dragon then, not a... Not entirely. Fires of hell, not usually a thing you see in dragons. I feel like I know quite a lot about dragons at the moment. A normal dragon. I was, and then my masters found me and gave me my full potential. I have their blessing now. I am a herald of their coming. Why have you come here? The two of you, why did you come here? It's funny you should mention that. Uh, we, we, we've been speaking to the people down at the village and we, well, we came to see you. Um, apparently they're not, they're not too stoked with you, you know, eating the townspeople and the, and the livestock and all that sort of stuff. And so we thought, hey, dragons are reasonable creatures. Will you, let's just have a chat. And out of all of the people that could have been sent, they send you, Hunk? Really? You? Do you think you can kill me? Well, you know, a little while ago, I thought maybe I'd be in with a chance. Um, certainly that uh, my conviction on that front is, uh, is, is, is fading rapidly. But uh, Do it. Do it. I dare you. You know my weak spot. The head begins to pull back. I will give you the chance. I offer myself to you. You kill me if you can. <laughs> and it pulls up and leaves you alone in the chamber. The snake comes out and says, oh, oh, we can close it now. Use the word. Use the word. Imagine for a moment that I've forgotten the word. The snake goes away again. Great. I've got, I've got a feeling. Um, <clears throat> you okay, Ford? You... I'm just waiting for you to explain to the hell this... How does he know your name? Why do you know the magic word? Why are you so acting uh, funny? How does that snake know you? Who's Imogen? What the heck is going on? Okay. Uh, Imogen lives here. I met her a few days ago. We don't go back very, um, very, very, very far. She told me to come down here. Uh, I'm not certain what's going on. There's something not right with that dragon. If it's asking us to kill it, something that tells me that that might be a bad idea. It's definitely taunting you. 
definitely knows yeah. you as if he knows what you're going to do is exactly what he wants you to do but it, it still doesn't make any sense because if i mean there's a dragon we should have been dead before he got into here but we're still alive so clearly there's a big plan here and the snake talks and you meant to know where to close the door but you don't remember the word <laughs> i would just just think of me as very forgetful lately did anything else seem weird to you about that dragon i don't know i'm trying to trying to figure out because i've seen you know i've studied dragons i know a lot about dragons i speak the language that dragon seemed odd what did you notice about the dragon well, what did i notice about the dragon it's a dragon but definitely not a dragon i've ever come across that's for sure i mean i should be shitting my pants right about now but oddly the I colors think- are weird the eyes are weird Cause weird, eyes are weird. Right. As you yeah. as you are having this conversation, Fran, you're um, glancing around. You notice that the uh, the globe with the rings marked with their various insignia. There's um, the way that all of the circles are aligned catches your eye. It's like they've all been grouped in a certain way. They're all kind of moving on the same plane. There's something about the current arrangement of them that that just seems. Like it wouldn't, it's not accidental. Something, something has lined okay. them up in a certain particular way. Okay, well, I'll go, I'll go and um, take a look, see, see if I can determine anything further. Well, there's, the there's a bunch of symbols on it. Um, if you had that book, it might help you understand some stuff. But you left it in the hands of the priest, unfortunately. I wonder if I can communicate with them. I, I heard, I heard the voices from the future before. I. And try and this whole re- time recreate I've had the, that somehow. I've had the book in in that satchel, but like propped open. Yeah, you know, like with a bookmark, <laughs> just, just just like the book's like <clears throat> wedged open, just so that I can like hear the voices like drifting out of it. Nice. So I've been I've been following it, following along with what's <laughs> happening. Uh, meanwhile, I'm holding Randy in my arms. For longer than seems necessary. <laughs> we, we, we both are. <laughs> and uh, I say, Randy, are you hearing this? Two rangers. What? One called Ford, one called Hunk. Does this mean anything to you? Oh, uh, Ford. I know Ford. Ford the ranger. Yeah, he's, he's, he's my friend. Um, and Hunk, that's... I don't know a Hunk. Maybe, hang on. Front's dad. What was his name? Hank? Could that be Hunk? I mean, that's definitely a Hank. I mean, I, I, I wrote, I read it down, written somewhere, and it's Halleck. He knew Fran. Halleck. And, can and you hear Ford. me? Halleck. And um, can you hear me? it's like I can hear him now. You know, I just miss him so much. <laughs> I can hear his voice. Is this is this Hunk? Halleck, this is this is Fran. It's Fran. It's Fran. Fran. Randy hops down because put, <laughs> put the wand in the book. Put I'm, just poke the wand through the book. I'm, I'm in the past. We'll come back. Am I there? Am I there too? No, That's you are. Uh, where am I? Am I here? I'm here right now. You, you are am in the I place where you are. Yep. No, no. Where, where are you? One place. Stay right where you are. As far we'll, as I know. we'll wait for you. Okay, I'll see you in twenty years. Look, you know the. Uh, okay, so the the book. Have you got? You've got the book. Yes, I'm looking at the book right now. Great. Okay. This is so great. Um, um, I, I, well, tell me more about like, what's it like to be your dad? Is that where you are? Is that where you are? Is that with your dad right now? Are you with your dad? Are you in a book? Are you your dad? I don't understand. Wait, are you your own dad? <laughs> he just sort of just starts like gazing off into the distance, trying to work out 
Yes, it's a it's a, oh, it's a time travel on. paradox that we're working through day by day. Um, okay, I am in Imogen's lair, and um, you know the thing with the with the spheres. Yes. Oh, okay. Imogen's your mum. I get it. Is she a half orc? My mum's an orc. No, my mum. My mum's an orc. Anyway, uh, so definitely not her. So the thing with the spheres. It's 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 set in a certain in a certain way, and I don't have the book, and I need you to tell me about the book. Well, you, you yeah. just tell me the tell me the symbols, and I'll I'll look them up. Okay, this, the the first the first sort of grouping, they all seem to be kind of like a like a like a stylized uh, lion's head. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. R- Randy grabs the book and says, "Have you tried spinning the globe? Because that works really well. I got a cool like glow from it. Help me right. beat a dragon." And and the the se- the second grouping is it, like it's hard to tell the the things you're into. It kind of looks like bagpipes. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I've turned turned right to the bagpipe section. Yeah. The third one is oh, you probably you'd like this. It's bees. You've ah, you've probably right. already bookmarked the bees section, <laughs> yeah, Alex, and you sort of ghostly you... ones. And <laughs> and then and then finally the fourth the fourth grouping is a is just a beard. Yeah, arranged according to that. What about, what about, what does this set do? What is it doing? What could it mean? Quite quite apart from the personal significance, which Halleck will have to ruminate on, it's pretty clear from the charts that that combination combination leads to hell. That combination leads to hell. You have a lion, bees, beards, and bagpipes. Yes, that makes makes sense. sense. (laughs) That that, that does make sense. Uh, No beards. Dwarf, that means hell. Speaking of hell... Where's the dragon? Because it fell and I jumped into your arms. Is the is the dragon here? Should I should I kill it? Can I keep it as a pet? What, There's what? the dragon, the grey dragon that you see rising um, out of the out of the grasses between the trees nearby, and it's a lot smaller than it was, and it's getting smaller all the time, and its neck is shrinking. And it's get the net out, and I coming down. Throw the net over the dragon. <laughs> cool. Uh, the net flies towards the dragon. It's just about to fall on top of her when it stops, as if time itself had stopped. And she um, reaches up and she takes the net that had paused in midfall and carefully takes it and folds it up. And then she wipes off some of the grey of her scales, revealing coffer. It's the copper woman Imogen that you have seen in the vision in her chambers. Whoa. I dropped Randy. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. I like Ow. that Randy managed to throw the net so accurately <laughs> while being held by you. That's very dexterous. <laughs> uh, uh, Fran, your, your wife's, your mum's a dragon. You didn't tell us that. You're a half orc. Are you other half dragon and other half human? Is this? Run and Ford, you hear the voice of the dragon coming down from above. Come on, hunk. I'm not going to wait here all day. I'll get bored. Come and try. Let's see what you're made of. Do it. I wake you, I softened it up for you. I like cut a big hole in it and then you can just go and like I cut a hole in the future in it and then it like turns out it's the copper woman so you'll be totally fine. It's the couple. The dragon is the copper woman. We really? all know you won't be able to kill me, hunk. We know okay. how you feel well, about me. Why did the copper woman send you on a mission to kill her? That's that's what I want to understand. 
have a feeling that's probably not the mission. Um, what, I, quick, what does the book say about, I don't know, closing the gateway to hell? Does it say anything about closing? Oh, skip forward a couple of chapters. What do we see next? <laughs> Sure. Okay. Uh, you just need to you just need to reorientate the 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 bees yep. to a crab claw. Okay. Bees to crab claw. Yep. And, and then bagpipes uh, need to go to um, big toes. Bagpipes to big toes. Got it. Lions. Yep. Need need to go to um, uh, eyebrows. Oh, lions to yes, lions to eyebrows. That okay, great mystical eyebrows. And beards. Beards stay right where they are. Every time. Brilliant. Don't you forget it, Halleck. Okay, we're done. They stay where they are. <laughs> Randy sort of pulls his own beard. While um, this was happening... Yes, Ford. Ford is already up there, mm-hmm. keeping him distracted right. while Run's doing his focus pocus downstairs. Okay, so you, you, you step up. Let's, let's have a moment of Ford stepping to face this enormous, very scary, hell-ridden dragon. Uh, it's stretched out on the ground, um, kind of lying on its side. And uh, you remember in the going over the plan with Hunk, there was this talk about like a section of its belly, a scale or something that was that was loose, that was a weak spot. And you can you can see exactly where it is because the dragon's kind of presenting it. And the dragon says, not you. I don't care about you. It's Hunk. I'm very well aware you want Hunk. Um, this is but, turning into some weird fanfic. <laughs> Where's this going? <laughs> Saucy dragons lying down, exposing its weak spot. I need Hunk to understand that there's nothing he can do to save me. That I like being like this. That pain and suffering is what I really want to bring to the world. To the world in general or to Hunk specifically? A bit of one, a bit of the other. Your friend, he believes in high ideals and he's so often disappointed by the world. So used to disappointed, but he keeps trying to make the world better. Yeah, well, that's why he started the order, to make it a better world. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Well, the world will not get better. The world will only become more full of pain. True. True, but if we didn't do anything, what's the point, right? You see, what Hunk has taught me in my very short time as part of the Order of the Raven is despite the pain, despite the loss we go through day after day, minute after minute, I have no doubt you're going to burn all of us and we're going to hurt. But Hunk's leaving an order that care, an order full of hope, and right now that's all we've got, and I'd rather have that than nothing at all. Although right now... He's gone a little bit kaka, trying to put right what once went wrong, hoping that his next fight will be the fight home. I don't know if this is the fight or not. I'm not Hunk. As he's saying his speech, mm-hmm. Ford pulls out his uh, his cloth yep. and wraps it around his eyes. Yep. And pulls out his bow, pulls out one arrow, and he's aiming at the uh, the, the soft spot. The, the, um, nice. The, the, the thing in the scale that is missing mm-hmm. from the belly. Cool. Bit. As you pull the blindfold down over your eyes, you don't see the hellfire disappear from them and the eyes suddenly clear. Do you have a shot? You take it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> how, 
having having gotten the things in place, I run um, to 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 come back up the stairs, see what's mm-hmm. going on. See okay. Ford loosing his um, his arrow. So at the same time, in one swift movement, I fire my arrow at his arrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's it's dueling, of course, dueling attack rolls. I think. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know what? I'm just gonna roll. Yep, make a roll. Whoever gets <laughs> two, you rolled a two. <laughs> So did I, but I get a plus four, plus a plus two for my for my cover. So eight. <laughs> Slightly less bad roll beats the bad roll. <laughs> the arrow looses from your bow forward, mm-hmm. and then you hear just hear the sound of another arrow being uh, loosed nearby, and there is a a, a collision in the air. <laughs> Front, you see um, your arrow strike the other arrow. And both arrows uh, just bounce against the wing of the dragon because neither of them were going any- anywhere particularly yeah. useful. <laughs> <laughs> the dragon uh, looks over at you, Hank Fran, and its eyes are cleared of fire. And it says, do you really think that was enough? This is what I want to be. This is what I choose to be. Walk away now. You've lost your chance to kill me. This is your only chance to survive. Well, um, you seem nice. Uh, what are you, you know, what are you doing later? Do you have any 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 other plans today apart from? Are you going to still go eat townsfolk or? Um... Randy, I think, I think Hunk is heading on the dragon. Oh, God, what's he saying? Our details. Is it you working? Know? Standard kind of pickup line kind of material. Oh, wait, like, oh, no, Fran's not good at that. Oh, oh, is he saying, what are you doing? Is he doing the what are you doing later line? Yeah, sounds like you've heard it before. Oh, oh, it's it's never worked. (laughs) It's never worked. Oh, Fran. Oh, Fran. Right, okay. Um, Tell Fran that he needs to, um, he needs to, like, compliment the the dragons on, on its eyes and say the eyes are really, like, remind him of of thick pools of gravy, um, delicious, meaty, beefy gravy. Imogen <laughs> has approached and she puts a hand on your shoulder, Randy, and says, tell him to kill the dragon. And then, like, tell the, um, the, 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 the dragon has beautiful eyelashes and then, like, it's a shame if anything would have happened to them because he's going to kill the dragon. Kill the, kill the dragon. Run, punk, run. Imogen says... Kill the dragon. Randy says kill the dragon too. Do you want me to kill you now? Because I could do that. Alec also says kill the dragon just for completeness. Oh, do you still have that everlasting flame stuff? As a matter of fact, I do. Oh, cool. Can I just have a look at that for a second? There you go. Oh, I see how that works. Yeah. And I, I um, <laughs> dip an arrow in it yep. <laughs> and loose it at the weak spot. Okay. As you do that, the dragon's jaws split and it smiles and it lunges towards the two of you and it rolls a three on its attack against front missing you but it rolls an 18 against ford ford you get swept by a claw you fly backwards through the through the trees um and, yeah, and crash away leaving leaving front alone facing this dragon and you bring up um yeah you make a i'm i'm pausing to think myself <laughs> Not to self. 
edit this out so it looks like I knew exactly what I was doing. <laughs> I think what I want you to do is give me a, uh, a wisdom check because this is kind of your insight and understanding of this situation. Give me a wisdom check as Imogen in the future, um, standing with Halleck and Randy, she closes her eyes and you feel this guiding force joining you. 18. The arrow strikes true. It hits the broken piece on this dragon's belly, plunges inside and fire erupts. All those months of planning that Hunk and Ford had gone to to develop just the right kind of dragon slaying equipment. It's working. The dragon reels back in pain and starts to thrash and takes to the air and flies and the fire begins to spread and it flaps over the trees and then crashes down on the other side. You can run to the direction that Ford got knocked and you can run in the direction that the dragon flew and crashed. What do you do? I, gl- I glance back at Ford and, mm-hmm. um, and, and run up to, to, where, to see if I can get a vantage point on where the dragon went. You run and kind of crest the little hill and you look down the slope through the trees. There's trees that have fallen as the dragon has crashed against them and it's lying there writhing in pain, trying to smother out the flames, but they don't stop burning. And it's um, twisting in agonies. It's unable to draw from the energy of the hell dimensions. It's just suffering. And as it suffers, it suddenly begins to turn and shrink and becomes the size of a woman. And the blue, the azure, turns to a different copper shade, the one that you know of as copper. And then you see this woman, this dragon woman, this being lying as the last licks of fire go out. She is still and she is broken. She is dead. Randy turns around and says, Whoa, that was awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, lady, where'd you go? Yeah, what's happened to our Imogen? She is standing with you and she is trembling, trembling with sorrow. So that whole where'd you go thing. <laughs> no, she's, yeah, she was, she was still there. I was, I was expecting it to be, I was yeah. expecting it to be gone. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, she is, but where did you go emotionally? Uh, emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It seems she's gone to a dark place. Hunk has killed the dragon. As you watch Fran, Hunk, you you've you've approached this body you came close you couldn't resist it it's like hunk's body knew what it had to do and you see suddenly the shimmering and then the sound of wings flapping raven's wings and the raven door appears before you and the raven door opens and a cloaked figure garbed in raven feathers steps out kneels and picks up imogen's body looks you in the eye and then turns and carries her beyond the raven door, which closes and is gone. Uh, stride back up, back up the hill to see if I can find Ford. But as I do so, I sort of feeling like my job here is here here is here here is done. Uh, pulling that staff out of out of, um, out of the inside of my um, my, mm-hmm. my my robes to see if there's anything going on. Yep. <laughs> so giving it a giving it a little shake. Yeah, it comes up the little circle begins to spin and you rise the top of the hill as hunk and you look across you can see ford ford you are um you've landed uh, in amongst the trees uh there is this little 
um, discomforting sight alongside you. There's a little pile of bodies, murdered people, the same people that you recognize that you dealt with to arrange these arrows and these oils before. looks like their throats have been cut with a little knife somewhere along the line. And you look up to inform Hunk of this. And you do, but we don't hear it as Fran walking up the hill slope reaches the top and you are standing there, Fran, holding the staff and you are looking at Randy and you are looking at Halleck and you are looking at Imogen, alive and well. And she looks at you and she says, it had to be that way. You can't change the past like that. Wait, what? I'm really confused. Which one of us is a dragon? I am a dragon, and I was killed by the great ranger, Hunk Grothhild, and then oh, he nice. went beyond the raven door, and he traded his life for mine. Oh, Randy looks really like, he, he gets it, he looks like he gets it, and then like he turns around and shakes his head at the others and goes, oh. <laughs> he goes, talks back to the image and goes, I completely understand, <laughs> and walks off. Before the four of you get to really process this, you hear a voice. The voice of your good friend, Ford the Ranger. Ford has travelled here because he heard that his friend Fran was on some kind of crazy mission. And now, Ford, you have arrived. So let's leave the last words of the episode to you, Ford. What are you going to say? Um, I walk up to Fran. I open my jacket. I pull out a bunch of letters. I hand it to him. And I say, welcome back, Fran. <laughs> and that brings to an end another another episode of Born to Front. Um, so this has been this has been Morgan Davy, your dungeon master. That's me, and I am with down the bottom again. It's Stephen Youngblood. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. And Jared Baker. Thanks, Jared. Bye. And Wurumujuhiwai. Thank you, Wurumu. Thank you. And of course, it's Brendan Bennett. Thanks, Brendan. Been emotional. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel all like right. we've all learned something. Yeah, so there's there's still that um that that freaky two-eyed guy causing trouble somewhere, so I guess there's still a little bit more story to tell, but we're gonna have to do that next time. So it is a goodbye from us. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey. Goodbye. Farewell. This has been Diceratops Presents Born to Front Part 9. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Next week will be the final episode of Born to Front big news we have a live show to announce friday july the 10th at bats theater in wellington you already know that if you're on our mailing list join at our website diceratops.nz ticket information will be up shortly on the bats website and on our social media sites all at diceratops.nz players today were jared baker brenda bennett stephen youngblood and wiramu tuhiwai i'm morgan davy the dungeon master we are diceratops we love games and our shows are for everyone. <laughs> <laughs>